Hi, this is Jackie Russo. I'm the host of Razor Branding Podcast. If it's your first time listening, thanks so much for downloading. I hope you subscribe and stick around. Yeah, Razor Branding Podcast is produced every Monday. You can subscribe through our website, razorbranding.org, through iTunes. Uh, you can even put it into your RSS feed. For more information, go to that website, razorbranding.org. Follow me on Twitter, at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. All the links are in the show notes, as well as anything else you need to know about each episode. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. You're listening to Razor Branding Podcast, Episode 1, Change the Conversation. Let's get started. So thanks for downloading, subscribing, and listening to Razor Branding Podcast. Today, we're talking about changing the conversation. You heard that clip from Mad Men, and it was a seminal point in the series, in the episode, and quite honestly, in my career. When Don Draper says the whole line about changing the conversation, what he's talking about is changing the way we think about ourselves and the way we want the community to think about us. You want your advocates, your employees, and a stranger on the street to have a certain impression of you, to feel about you in a certain way. So you have to change the conversation. If we go back to the principles of marketing, you know, the way it used to be, the what you learned about in school, it was the four P's model, right? Product, price, promotion, and place. And those were all about the things you have to do. Whether you have a product or a service, you've got to be focused on those things. Product, price, promotion, place. Freshman class, marketing 101, that's what you learned about. But now we have to change the conversation. If we just focus on those four things, we're losing some important, vital opportunities to really build a brand, to build that emotional connection with your target customer. So let's talk about the way it used to be. So you'll understand why, even in the 60s, Don Draper knew it had to change. So the four Ps. The first is product. Your product could be a tangible good or an intangible service that fulfills a need or want. If Henry Ford were around today and he talked about his process of developing the car, his famous quote, which I love, is that if I had given people what they wanted, it would have been just a faster horse. But that's not what he did. He built a vehicle that gives us today 240 horses under the hood. So it goes beyond just giving people what they want. So when we talk about a product or service that fulfills a need or want of consumers, you're entering into some dangerous ground because it's not just about something they know they need. 10 years ago, if Steve Jobs had asked me, I wouldn't have said, oh, I need a device that fits in my pocket that's the size of a wallet that is a computer, a phone, a camera, an access to the internet, to email, to a calendar, everything. Well, I might have known that, but I would have known to ask for that. But look at how much smartphones have changed our lives. Some would say for the better, some would say for the worse. That is neither here nor there. But what we're talking about is that when you know exactly who you are selling to, what that product is or that service is, that's the first of the four Ps, okay? The second is price. Once you have a concrete understanding of the product offering, then... You can start thinking about the price, what it's going to cost. You determine that based on price profit margin, first of all. You can't price it for less than what it costs you. Um, otherwise, you won't be in business for very long. And there are some people who have taken that strategy. It just hasn't worked out very well for them. You've got to look at supply and demand. 
You've got to look at your marketing strategy. You've got to look at what the competition is doing. All of those things have to factor into your price. The biggest challenge when it comes to the word brand and price in the same sentence is that you don't want to be a commodity. And if your whole approach is we're cheaper, then that's all you are is a commodity. And as soon as somebody comes along and they're less expensive, you've lost your competitive edge and you no longer have a place in the market. So price cannot be the only thing you focus on. Not to mention, if you have a seasonal product, if your supply chain is disrupted for things beyond your control, that will dramatically affect your price. So what are you going to do then if that's what you've put all your eggs in that basket? You've got a problem. The third P in the old model is promotion. We've got a product. It has a price. Now you're ready to promote it. Promotion looks at so many ways to get that information that is relevant about your product out to the target audience that it should influence. You want to be sure to differentiate. You don't want to sound, look, feel exactly like someone else that has a similar product. Your product is different enough in your mind that it's going to have a place in the market. So, so does your promotion. When you look at advertising, public relations, social media, email, search engine marketing, videos, etc., each one of those touch points is going to be very important. You've got to decide where your target audience is, what the message is that's going to connect with them, and then where to put it. We're going to talk more about that in our next uh, episode. But for now, just know promotion is one of the P's, and it's something that used to be highly important to the whole process. It still is, but in a very different way now. The fourth of the four P's model is place. Often you'll hear marketers saying that marketing is all about putting the right product at the right price at the right place at the right time. So it's critical to evaluate what those ideal locations are to convert potential clients, potential customers, into actual buying customers. Not only that, but turn them into loyal customers, which then hopefully means they'll become advocates. The advocacy is the ultimate goal. That is word of mouth marketing. When people are out there advocating on your behalf, all of a sudden they are telling people to buy you and their opinion, quite honestly, is more important than yours. A third party endorsement is going to carry more weight. If my friend says, oh, you need to buy this, that has more weight with me than you as the person in the company who's paid to like the product saying you should buy this. Big difference. But where you put it is really important because these days there's so many more places than there used to be. So you have to really be careful. When you think about those four P's of marketing, a process that's really been around for a hundred years, you look at all of the ways that it can factor in. So what do consumers want? That's a big part of the message. Figuring out what they want determines how to position it. What is the widget going to be used for? I mean, there's... So many stories about things invented for one condition that ended up being used for another. Those happy accidents really are the very basics for building a brand because then it's all about giving the people something that they can connect with and that they identify with and that they'll use that makes their life better, not necessarily what it was originally invented for. So does your product really meet the need that the consumer has? Have you identified a place where their life will be enhanced through this? Or is it just me too? The last thing that you want in looking at those four P's of marketing is falling into that me too trap. Falling into a place where you aren't different from the competitor. When you walk into Best Buy and you see the 1,253 TVs on the wall, can you tell the difference? 
Do you know why it's Sony versus LG? What's it mean to you? Are you just looking at price? Are you looking at 4K versus HD with a curved screen? All of those elements are details that you as the consumer don't necessarily have enough time to fully research and know ins and outs the way someone who works at Best Buy or even works at the manufacturer would know. So what you've got to do is build a brand so that that consumer, when they walk into Best Buy, they are so connected to your company that that's what they buy, no questions asked. Doesn't matter if it's $100 more. Doesn't matter if it's a little smaller, a little bigger, if it's got a black case or a gray case, none of that's going to matter to them. They so believe in who you are and what you're selling that they will choose you above all else. You don't want the transactional customer that just picks you based on price. You want the relational customer that comes to you because they believe in you. They believe in what you're doing and they'll drive across town. They'll drive to the ends of the earth to get you and what you've got. When you can become a destination point like that, then you know you're successful. And in the service industry, what that means is you can now have customers, clients outside of the market because it's no longer about the convenience of you being right across town. It's all about you being the right answer for them because you're an expert. And when we talk about the service you provide, as opposed to a product that you sell, being an expert is important. And that's when thought leadership comes in. But we're going to get to that in future episodes. Thanks for listening to Raise Your Branding Podcast. Hope this episode was time well spent. Please join us again next week. A new episode comes out each Monday. If you already subscribe through iTunes, great. Otherwise, you can go to raiseyourbranding.org, get each episode, the show notes, the links, as well as uh, you can subscribe through your RSS feed. So I hope you'll join us next week and continue to uh, enjoy Razor Branding Podcast.